And it is the Kerrville Small Business Network Podcast, and we are in Season 2, Episode 9 here. Man, already on Episode 9, John. So fast. And what we do on this podcast is we talk to different business owners throughout the Texas Hill Country. We find out what they're doing, and we find out how they got started and any hurdles that they've had or obstacles that they've had and how they've overcome those obstacles. And the hope is in this podcast is to get it to where other people that are looking at starting a business or have a business can listen to this podcast and get some insight on what you can do to overcome some challenges you may have or what you can do to make your business better because we all want our businesses to be the best as possible. And the whole point of it is to provide as much value as possible. That way you generate as much revenue as possible. It's a pretty simple formula and it's working for people all over the country and Absolutely. it can work in Kerrville too, you know, and it's also a network. It's a place where people that are in the Kerrville small business network can reach out to each other for help, you know, help and pointers and that kind of thing as well. And you can find the podcast now at KerrvilleNetwork.com. So really easy, KerrvilleNetwork.com is where the podcast is at. So today, uh, do you want to go ahead and introduce our guest today, John? Yes, this is this is a longtime friend of mine and my family's James Sullivan with uh, Sullivan Construction and Landscape LLC. He's he's a he's a great guy, and, and I'm I'm happy to know him, and I'm honored to have him on today, James. Hey guys, I'm I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we're very glad you're here as well. So tell us a little bit about Sullivan Construction and Landscape. Well, we established in 2018. I started off as a home builder in general with a couple home builders in Bernie. I uh, decided to to go off on my own. Decided my own venture was the way to go. And I've been doing been doing construction and landscaping for about 15 years now. Started off when I was 13 doing masonry work with my father. Awesome. So, so you're working for another company and then one day you're like, okay, I think I, I think it, it's time for me to fly. Exactly. Exactly. I, I built up the repertoire to, and the experience to, to move forward and thought it was the, the time to fly. So you started Sullivan's construction and landscape in 2018. And when you were starting this company, uh, what, what did you have to do to get this thing rolling? Well, of course you got to, you got to spend money to make money, right? So the the first part was it of it was uh, you know, develop develop the tool repertoire that I needed to actually go out and do these jobs myself. Yeah, and uh, part of it is doing those jobs myself in order to build the company's rapport, and then from that point on, I was able to to get more people to work underneath me. Um, I'm one of those guys where I'm a DIY guy. I like to do everything myself as much as possible. Uh, but I have a couple of really good guys that, that work for me that, that are able to duplicate what I'm able to do. So it took some time, you know, some time and money, obviously, to, to get to a point to where, you know, I, I was comfortable in, in, in the flow. And in the flow of it. So, so was it a little rough when you first started up? Yeah, just a, just a bit, you know. Um, you know, like I was saying, it, it, it takes money to, to make money, right? And, yeah. And that was, the part, that was the part at first that was probably the, the most most uh, rough part of it was just you know getting that five or ten thousand dollars starting up and then moving it moving it out somewhere on, on to other jobs you know especially in construction right people think that uh you know you, you just you can leave the nine to five with with a grand in their pocket and in some some cases you can like pressure washing is very inexpensive there's really no overhead um you know and some people start landscaping they get a weed eater and push mower but with construction, you need certain tools and. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, it can go down the list of you know, 
what type of miter saws you use all the way to the to the nail guns that you use and the the dump trailers and the flatbed trailers you have everything for for everything that you do you know i mean running a construction in a landscaping department now you have two different sets of tools right yeah so, it's not just a yeah it's just not just a circular saw and a hammer that's right right so uh st- starting off in the construction industry is what initially got me to jump start the landscaping right put put the money forth for the construction part of it was able to build that build that business pretty well and then my regular clients was like hey do you do landscaping do you do lawn maintenance so i with all the with all the referrals that i was getting just based off of construction i said hey you know let's let's look into the landscaping part of it right and that that kicked off real fast within within three to six months of even starting it so starting off in the construction industry it jump-started the the landscaping part of it so you got the construction industry started uh you had the seeds planted for that you exactly. got that kind of out of defib mode and into where it was it was supporting itself and then you you opened up the landscaping now what you said it took about six months for the landscaping part before you started seeing results on that correct on the landscaping were there any times when you were starting up the landscaping part that you felt like maybe i'll just stick with construction no not at all actually uh doing doing the landscaping it was it was kind of therapeutic to me after doing it right i'm i'm like i said i'm a dyi guy i like to move 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 right okay so starting that up and doing that i realized you know, doing that and doing the construction, it's like an equal, an equal balance. You know, I'm not always working inside. I'm working outside too, right? So, so not at all. I never thought, I actually thought it was more of a good compliment to the construction than it was, hey, maybe I can do one or the other. I've got so prolific at both of them that it just became natural to me to continue to do both. And landscape is instant results, right? Instant results, man. <laughs> and that's what's beautiful about it too, man, is you can like like john said instant results when you day one you start on something at the end of that day it's it's a transformation almost right sometimes in construction you know you could be doing something and it takes you three to four days to see people like to see transformation as soon as they can and we do live in an instant society where (laughs) instant gratification is is what everybody wants these days exactly exactly so i've i've grown to enjoy both right and uh and being that dyi guy knowing that my hands were put on that product i think is ultimately what what stirred me to continue the landscaping side of it as well is there ever a feeling that you get when you drive by one of these jobs that you've done after it's done you see it and is there like a wow factor to that that i did that look at that oh absolutely and not not just that too but i have referral clients asking me to go look at these homes Right. So they say, they'll tell me, oh, I've seen that home that you did. I loved it from the road. I'd like to go take a look at it. And the good thing about my clients, I have probably 20 to 25 return clients annually that just turn over work. They're open doors for me. Right. So I get to bring in other clients to even go and observe it on site. So it's. And then it, it sells itself, I guess. Yes, right. Absolutely. That, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah. So it's a great it's a great thing. You know, it's a great thing to be able to have those open doors. I like how you said product instead of a job. Oh, yeah. Yeah. To me, to me, I, I, I enjoy it so much. It's hardly a job for me. Right. I just I couldn't do 
I could not do landscaping or construction, right? Right. So it's it's just one of those things where, you know, it's it's both construction and landscape landscaping is therapeutic to me. I really enjoy doing it, right? So couldn't see myself doing anything else. That's awesome. And that that breeds success. Absolutely. When you, you know, I'm part of this Apex uh, group and it's a group of people that are extremely successful. And that's one thing that they're really big about. They're like, find what you love to do and do that and be uber successful at it. Oh, yeah. Don't find don't don't just do something just to make money, because if you do something just to make money, then then the quality is going to suffer. You're not going to be happy. You're going to be miserable. And money alone does not bring happiness. Right. You can have all the money in the world and be just extremely miserable. Oh, yeah. I'm starting to yep. see that. Absolutely. I really am. Like, me and Sheena are at a point right now as things are starting to come together. And, uh, you know, looking back, I'm like, man, I'm in this situation right now, but I, I'm, I'm far away from my dreams where I want to be, and I'm the happiest I've ever been because I have my girls, you know. Yeah. And... and money can't money can't buy that no money money definitely can't and to, to build off of that too to know that you still have that room to grow yes right you're looking forward oh, to that yes. you're looking forward to to the future too so it gives me a peace of mind knowing that it can get better than this you know right it's and beautiful. just imagine and 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 it's always good to be grateful for where you're at as well you know and, oh, yeah. and you can look back and say man last year look at our situation compared to this year amen look at our situation i agree i agree mike i had a question about apex really um a lot of these guys that you deal with do they all have college degrees no you know what i'm saying like, no a lot no. you know some of these guys have been to prison numerous times some of these i mean they've had really roughed upbringings but it doesn't matter none of that stuff matters and we we always seem to let any negative thing from the past hold us back mm -hmm. and we are the judge jury and executioner in our own mind and we will we have these and and i'm not i don't know your story james but uh you know my story is i've had this thing in the back of my mind telling me i'm not good enough they don't like me they they won't want to do business with me sure sure i've had this thing just hammer me in the back of my mind you know how much money i've lost because of that well i can imagine talking yeah. yourself out of yeah yeah i can imagine I, bought, I, I pulled into parking lots before to go and talk to people about doing a business deal that would benefit them incredibly it would benefit them and then the committee kicks in you know i gotta it, for, i used to have to take everything by the committee you know the committee would kick in well they're not going to do it because of this they're not going to do it because of this and then next thing i know i'm finding myself pulling out of that parking lot and it's always been the times that I pulled in the parking lot and I told the committee to shut the hell up Amen. Mm -hmm. and I walked in that I've gotten the biggest deals. Oh yeah. Those people yeah. were waiting on me. They were happy. I was there. The most were, uncomfortable situations pay off the most. That's right. It yeah. does. It does. And, and I also think that, you know, those, those people talking in your back of your mind, when you push them out, it's hard for them to come back in, you yeah. know? So, I mean, I've, I've been there. I've been there many times. <clears throat> I've been there before before i decided to stop working for home builders uh before i stopped i wanted to even sooner but i those guys were talking in the back of my mind too like you're not ready you can't do this you know and i've i've realized once you get past those guys you know the, the back you know the the other voices and you just go for it you know you go for it and you and you do your research 
you do your research and you do, I mean, you're going to make mistakes to learn. Yeah. Right. And that's how I did it. And that's how you become great by making mistakes. Yep. So once I took that leap of faith and yeah, I did, I did believe that I was ready, but still that you got that little guy in your ear saying, I don't know, you don't know. So when I took that leap of faith, yeah, I, I made a couple of mistakes, but that's normal. But once I did that, never look back. Let's get into mistakes because, you know, people, people, myself included, I was, you know, going and getting out of the nine to five, starting to work for myself. And I'm like, what if I mess up? What if I mess up one time? And I thought it was going to be over if I messed up. Mm -hmm. And I've messed up so many times and I wouldn't, I wouldn't put out the quality of work I do now if I hadn't messed up and if I hadn't made a mistake and if I hadn't learned from that mistake and let's talk about mistakes yeah yeah how you benefit from them i mean i think it's you know it's it's one of those things you know like i said you you have to you have to jump out a leap of faith right it's uh it's about telling those voices if they're telling you no you you just combat them and say yes you know yeah i'm 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 going for it you know and i know it's easier said than done for for some people everybody has different opinions and different different mindset right so for instance i one of my brothers, he was kind of the same way, had a little guy in his ear telling him to slow it down, right? And he's like, well, maybe I'll, my strategy is, is maybe while I'm working for somebody, let me practice. There I, you go. I'm not, make, yeah. I'm not making anything. I'm not making anything, but, but I can still practice. So to him, practice made perfect, and ultimately it did. And that's the whole thing right there, overcoming those mistakes, and realizing that they are part of our journey. None of us on this earth are perfect. We're never going to be perfect. Now, I'm not saying that by saying this, it's never, if, if it's not a mistake, if you do it on purpose, it's not okay to screw something up and then say, oh, it was a mistake because then, then it's intentional. I'm talking about unintentional mistakes that happen along the way, you know, and, but it's up to us to take those and catapult from those mistakes. See, we can use these mistakes that we make to just completely kick us and we can kick ourselves over and over when things happen or we can use them to learn from and move forward and build off of. And when you can use your mistakes and say your mistakes publicly and say, yeah, I screwed up, but look what I learned from it. Mm-hmm. It's hard I screwed to do. up, but look look what I'm doing now. Oh, yeah. I, I've been down that road. You get experience. You know, there's education and experience. You can go get education, but when you go get ex- education, unless you have experience while you're getting education, you're going to get out and have no experience. I agree. Or you can have experience. And experience, to me, is where I learned the most. You know, I went to broadcasting school. I got out of broadcasting school, and I sucked on the air. I was terrible. I heard myself on a process mic for the first time, and I was like, well, who is this guy? <laughs> You know, I didn't even, every time the commercial came, I, I just did a commercial. And every time I heard the commercial on the air, I was like covering my ears cringing because I, I wasn't used to that. But I've been doing this 10 years now. I got a lot of experience doing on air stuff now. So just like you with the construction and landscaping, you do it over and over. You get better at it. You, you learn from your mistakes and the mistakes don't seem to really matter as long as you acknowledge what happened and move on. So uh, do you have any more th- Anything else about mistakes, John, that you want to talk about on the uh, podcast? You know, we I can sit here and say, you know, fail forward and uh, learn from your mistakes. But in the end, it is it is hard. I take mistakes very personal. And uh, 
you know, sometimes I just got to gather up my emotions and be like, okay, now what are you going to do? And, you know, at the end of the day, yeah, you know, it will beat you up for a little bit, but gather yourself and, uh, just, just move forward with it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, Don't let it knock you down. Absolutely. Let it keep you moving forward. And a lot of us out there are so worried about our reputation Mm -hmm. that we ruin our reputation. Mm -hmm. I'm going to put that on a shirt. That was good. Because what happens is we make a mistake. We try to hide the mistake. And then our integrity goes out the window. And there's no worse reputation ruiner than your integrity. Your honesty and integrity. Absolutely. That that has to be 100% all of the time. Give more value than you get. All of the time. Never hide anything. Always be 100% honest. Yes. And if you follow that business method where you acknowledge everything that happens, move on. If somebody asks you about it, you tell 100% of the truth and you're not hiding anything. Then you're an honest businessman. Mm -hmm. You know, 100%. So I'm with you there. Yeah. I'd rather have a bitter truth than a sweet lie. Exactly. 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 Yeah. Even Any as a day. customer, you know, yeah. you're like, you're, you're, uh, whoever you hire, be like, Hey, look, I messed up, but we are going to fix it. I'll be like, now I know if they do mess up in the future, they won't hide it. And they'll tell me, cause I might already know. Oh, absolutely. I might already know they messed up. Yeah. And that's why if I ever mess anything up, you know, always, 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 I let them know before they find out, even if I could get away with it, I let them know because then they know, cause your customers aren't dumb they know man he could have gotten away with that but that says more about sullivan construction that says more about mike fm that says more about super power washing you know than never no. let anybody walk away from a situation with a bitter taste in their mouth i 100 percent agree i have to tell you a, a, a quote that this one guy told me maybe it wasn't a quote it was just his his method he's a mechanic he's a mechanic and he told me he's like hey i have people come to me they want me to diagnose some things and the way that I do business is, is I don't, I'll fix those things, but I'm also going to look for others, right? I may not say, hey, you have to do these now, but I'm going to let you know that these are first priority to last priority. So if you want to get them done while you're here, well, I'll get them done. So that way you're not driving down the road later. And then one of these things happen. I at right. least told you, right? So that's kind of what I do in my business too, right? So if I'm, if I'm knocking out a wall, to put in you know barn doors and i notice that it's it's a you know it's a weight bearing wall i'm going to tell them i'm going to let the client know i think it's best for us to put a header here you know so that you know so that it could be more supporting and now in that situation that's the only way that you could go about it but at least they say you know what i'm not ready for that project yet or yes they're ready to move on right so it's about it's about being honest with the mistakes yeah. But also being honest about what you see, what could be an unforeseen, right? So that's a good that's a good, you know, business method as well. And another thing about that that benefits the business owner by doing that is you're not leaving money on the table. Right. Exactly. Because yeah, they might say, Go ahead and do this. Exactly. And then next thing you know, your your contract with them just increased substantially. No, I agree. One hundred percent. That's awesome. For 100%. those for those who listening who don't know not me because i totally know what is a header <laughs> it goes above your doors and windows okay to, for extra support so it's like a two by 12 right or two yeah, by 16 two, yeah two by yeah two by a two by 12 usually you put it above the doors or windows windows for one so the weight doesn't crush down on the windows right it's just for the extra support there for for the windows and the doors i didn't know 
Okay. <laughs> I, I did some framing when I was young. I was I was the slowest guy out there when I was doing the framing. You probably wouldn't want not you, you probably would have fired me. <laughs> hey, one one thing one thing about one thing about my work too is it's like no need to no need to rush it, right? Make it look perfect, make it look good. And one people people say that I'm a little tedious sometimes, but whenever I'm doing a frame, right? Even though it's going to be covered, if a client has to see it for a day or two, my frame's going to look nice. Right? So I just like I like the experience from the start to the end for the client to be flawless. Yeah, 100% right? quality, yeah. Yeah. So I know rough framing is going to be covered and as long as it's, you know, stabilized properly, then great, but not to me. I want the frame to look great if they're looking at it for more than a day. I want it to look good. Right? So that's that's another reason why I get a lot of my business, you know, the, being as meticulous as I am, people are like Oh, you're the guy that does the five star pattern in your deck boards, right? Absolutely, right? People see, people see the precision that I try to that I try to you know bring into the table. What you is know? what what is that the five star pattern? So whenever whenever you're screwing down your top cap to your railing, you know you have your railing and then you have the top bar. Yes, I like to do five star on each post. You know, two on the top, two on the bottom, one in the middle, but they have to be perfect in line. To look right. To yeah. look to look as flawless as possible. So just little little things, little things like that, people see. Yeah. Well, know? they do, and they talk about afterward, too. Because let's say it's a deck, okay? Odds are they're going to be sitting out on that deck talking with people, right? My, my uh, mom, she just had the decking redone on her deck last year. And we're out there sitting on her deck a couple weeks ago. And she's like, yeah, this guy that I hired, I mean, we... We, we kind of just we told him we ran out of money because we just we we didn't want this guy working on our stuff anymore mm. and they had they, they literally had like a year of work for the guy oh well i mean they had plenty of work for this guy and she started showing me she's like look at what this guy did he went through and nailed down the decking but it's missing nails oh well or screws he went down and screwed down the deck and that didn't nail it. It screwed down. I was going to say, he messed up already. Yeah, but, no kidding. But it, it's missing screws. Wow. Like, and they're not like in any particular pattern or anything. There's just, he just wanted to hurry up and get it done real quick. Well, yeah. And it's missing screws. And, and now her deck's missing screws. Yeah, that's that She just paid all this money for, you know, it was like $50 a board or something for this decking. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, how is how is that affecting your business? The price of lumber. I was going to ask about that, Mike. So luckily, right now the prices of lumber are starting to dip, right? They're starting to go a little little lower now. But when it was bad, people wanted me to do deck so bad for them, I would give them an option of extending their concrete patios. Oh, because that was cheaper. It was way cheaper, right? Yeah. So. I would tell them, hey, listen, this is the price of what you're going to pay for a deck, but I have the manpower to do this, and this is what your price is going to be instead. And they're like, oh, wow, okay, I didn't even think about that. Let's go ahead and move forward with that, right? So, so for, about, for about six months, we did probably 10, 10, 11 concrete patio extensions instead of decks. Wow. Oh, that's crazy that's yeah. taking yeah. advantage of a situation right there oh yeah absolutely yeah. And, and it's also you know educating the client right right because not everybody's going to watch the numbers of material or know yeah. or know the cost of concrete right so educating them just gives them another reason to you know feel like they're comfortable with you you know because i mean but but taking 
you know, taking advantage of the situation for sure yeah helps out you know keeping business flowing right because if you if you're scheduled to do 10 or 15 decks you know and the prices are Lumbers, way out yeah way out of their price range right then you get you you know you give them another option you know say hey here here's here's the other options and that's yeah looking out for your client you know which is very important as well yeah and they're going to talk about that as well mm-hmm. they're going to talk about when you're doing business with anybody they're going to talk to other people every, every every one of us out there has a circle of friends we have our inner circle we have our outer circle if how many times have you heard somebody go around and that you barely know telling you how somebody screwed them oh yeah mm-hmm. you I, hear it often. I've, I've heard it i hear it all the time i went into a gas station in oklahoma a couple weeks ago and this this lady was talking about how somebody called the police on her at her two-year-old niece's birthday party for parking illegally oh wow okay well she told every single customer that came in there that morning the same story yep. i know because i was hearing her tell the next person <laughs> when i was leaving <laughs> yeah <laughs> So people yeah, do talk, they you do. know, yes. word of mouth, word of mouth can, can build a business or destroy a business Absolutely. very quickly. I agree. It's unfortunate that negative news spreads faster, you know, and that's the, sells. yeah, that's it the does. really it does. Uh, mind F of it. But yeah, you're right. It does. You're that's right. why, that's why I try to, I, prov- I try to provide as, and I'm sure you're the same way, you know, go above and beyond. Even after you're done, you walk over everything and you give your customer you know just call me if anything sure you know? yeah absolutely and between you and i you can y'all can either put this on here or not but i mean if if i'm if i'm having a conversation with a client and i already feel like they're they're going to be dissatisfied or they're going to be very hard to work with i'll just tell them you know hey you know here's some numbers that that i came up with but i just you know i have to to move on with my schedule right, right. because yeah. <clears throat> fortunate for me blessed to have this um and i don't i don't like to be that person where i could pick and choose who i want to work for but at the same time it's a business if i know a five-day job is going to take me 10 because a client's going to be over my shoulders mm. and this is not like this, yeah, everything yeah. I, I just you know i tell them hey i try to start off by saying hey listen the finished product will be amazing just give me an opportunity and i've ran into that a few times right but i have to Whenever it comes down to that, I'd rather say no, the forefront, than start a project and then lose out money for two weeks on a week job. Yes. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. So. I'm glad you brought that up, really, because it, it, it ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's and not. sometimes it's customers not. are up your butt. And sometimes I feel like, man, I should have I should have told this guy I'll charge him an extra hundred bucks just for watching me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It, and it, it messes with your performance because you... you you have a certain zone that you get into and then somebody watches you. How, how, uh, how, how have you uh, handled that in the past when the contract's already signed, everything's done, but somebody is on your shoulder watching you? What do you do, James? So, I mean, it's plain and simple, you know, because if it's a larger project, I do drawings, I do contracts, I do blueprints. I have it all laid out for them. They sign, they love it, right? And all you can really do is just, I mean, I'm there to answer questions don't get me wrong yeah you know if you have questions if you're working from home and you want to come out take a look at it ask questions and do this stuff and you know talk with me and just just you know be cordial great i'm, I'm cool with that i'm fine with that but uh but having somebody look over you 100 percent of the day what about this what about that what about this i don't know i like that i don't know i like, I like this well if you wanted a supervisor you'd work for somebody else right <laughs> exactly exactly no kidding so i i just politely 
you know, tell them to refer back to the drawings and the contract. If they see something on the drawing that they'd like to revise, we'll stop immediately and then we'll go there and do some revisions. Right. But there's just, there's just every once in a while, there's just one or two of these guys, bless their, bless their souls that, uh, that just, you know, sometimes I feel like they're just over their head a little bit and what they actually thought they wanted. Right. I always, I always look at it kind of more on the side of the client sometimes as much as I can to make the, to make me think that, uh, you know, maybe, maybe they just didn't quite know what they, what they wanted. They signed something, but maybe, maybe they're more visual, right? right. As, as they're, as you're building it, as you're building it, they're like, ah, oh, maybe that doesn't work with my yard. I mean, it looks great, but it doesn't work with my yard. But in those, in those situations, you just have to refer them back to, you know, the drawing, the 3D drawings, you know, the blueprints, because that's about as much as you can do. And if you're building complete spec to the blueprint, yes. then, then what what would they have to complain about? Exactly, exactly. So, yeah. and having a stoppage, I, I'd rather have a stoppage in the middle of it and change the design if that's what we needed to do, rather than continue and just hear, oh, I'm not sure that's what I want. I'm not sure that's what I want, right? So, um just just recently i actually had a job like that where we took a two-day pause right we took a two-day pause we said hey let's wrap our minds around what exactly we want to do here right uh finally we came we came up with with the idea of what we wanted to do but i i visually did it right like i i built this product two different ways so they could see what it would look like wow so from that point on they're like okay now i know what it's going to look like that's what i want Right. So not so much that it was a difficult client, but maybe not quite understanding where his mind was as far as being a complete visual. Cause most people in business visual, you got a blueprint, yeah. you know, you got a drawing, but this guy's like, I want to see it in my backyard. Right. So, uh, not everybody's like that. Some people be like, I just don't know what I want. And it, unfortunately you just got to put a pause you know, put a pause on it if you're not quite too sure. So one, you're not spending your wills and they're not spending theirs. Yeah. Make sure you it's know? done right the first time. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, what's this Christopher <clears throat> A. Hard Memorial Scholarship Fund? Yeah. So it's, it's a, it's a fun, it's, it's a, it's a good friend of mine that, that passed away a few years ago in a car accident and he was a A&M, A&M alumni. He's a good dude. Uh, and he had a great heart for people, right? And uh, his his fiance is the one that that made that developed this this charity. Okay. Uh, what it is, what it is, is it allows small businesses, large businesses, and even guests to come in and uh, uh, sponsor, right? Sponsor sponsor the uh, the scholarship right for an individual for that year or maybe even two scholarships depending on the money raised right right so if i'm if i remember correctly it it is a charity for scholarships for children that's earned the opportunity to get a scholarship but just doesn't have the the direction to get it right okay so what's really cool about what's really cool about the charity too is uh whenever they get all when they when i get all the donations they do like this this golf i don't want to say golf term, tournament but it's a golf golfing you know golfing party right people that sponsored i they they can put out their signs on each hole each hole that they choose from while guest 
while guests golf while they golf and uh and then i think i think it's like the platinum platinum sponsors they uh i think it's five hundred dollars five hundred dollars that gets you golfing and a nice meal and free drinks uh but it's anywhere from fifty fifty dollars and up you okay. can you can sponsor, but you don't even have to you don't have to sponsor to be a part of it you either. Can just donate you. Can, yeah. Yes, you could just come in and do you know just see what it's all about, right? That's great. So it's it's something it's something that my company Solid Construction and Landscaping has been a part of for about three years now, and it's it you know it really hits home to me you know knowing this individual pretty closely. So yeah, you know yeah. I you know it's just something out there for other small companies to get together too, get to know each other and, and talk. And where can people get more information about this? The scholarship so you fund. can go online. Let me see if I can find the website here. So you benefit from giving back. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I think what I've benefited the most about is meeting, meeting some of these other companies and these guests, right? I mean, I've talked to a guy that owned a landscaping company and we were giving each other advice. Yeah. You know, it wasn't competition. We were talking about that last week. Yes. Networking. Yeah. You know, yeah. most companies, oh, I don't know, but, but, um, some, some people in some companies shut themselves out from everybody else in their same field because they yeah. see them as competition. And we were just talking, uh, you know, Chris Hall with, uh, Midnight Diesel. Yeah. 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 He was, he, man, he calls, he calls other, he calls his competition to get advice from them. Oh yeah. And, and vice versa. Absolutely. Yeah. And then they also end up trading some work sometimes yes. too. Yes. Yeah. And that's the way to do it. I think, you know, it's like coming together in fellowship, talking about, talking about work, right. Being fellow, being fellow citizens with each other, right. Not competing. Yeah. It, we understand it's, it's a competitive world, right. But if y'all, if y'all compete together, to help others, then right? you both win. I think you benefit the most. Have you yeah. ever had to join on oh, a job? Many, many times. Really? Yeah. I'm shout out to Dillon Services in in San Antonio. I mean, we've we've done some some work together. You know, he he's he does a pretty dang good job. And so, if if it wasn't for networking, you wouldn't have you would have had to turn that job down. Absolutely. I've I've actually sent him work, and he sent me. Isn't work. that something, Mike? That is amazing. That's that, what this that's is how about. It works. Yeah, synergy. For sure. All right. We are kind of running towards the end of this podcast here. Uh, we're talking with James Sullivan with Sullivan's Construction. Did you ever find the link for that? So if you go to Facebook, it's Christopher A. Hard Memorial Scholarship. You can find it on Facebook. Okay. So yeah, just type that into Facebook. And then also, how can they get a hold of Sullivan's Construction? Yeah. So you can look at me, look me up on Facebook as well, Sullivan's Construction and Landscaping, or you can give me a call at 830-285-2413. All right. Uh, James Sullivan here. For somebody just starting a business or a business owner, if you could give them one piece of advice, what would that one piece of advice be? It, it goes back to what you said earlier, Mike. I think integrity, you know, keep the integrity, right? And I'll build off a little bit about what John said too. Uh, go for it. You know, don't, don't, let, don't let the little guy talk in your ear, try to hold you back. Use your integrity and jump for it. That's great. That's awesome. We ask everybody the same question and it's pretty much for the most part in the same, in the same groove. There is just, you know, go for it. Don't give up integrity. And and basically, you know, just get a pair and do it. Exactly. That's right. Yep. Yep. And don't let anything stop you. Nope. Take that leap of faith and take care of business. 
All right, James Sullivan, that's going to go ahead and wrap up this episode of the Kerrville Small Business Network podcast, which you can now find at kerrvillenetwork.com. That is kerrvillenetwork.com. Uh, big shout out to Jam Broadcasting for letting us use the 99.1 Mike FM studio to record this in every week. Jam. And we have yeah. some more awesome guests lined up. Thank you so much, James. We appreciate you, brother. Thanks for having me.